Welcome to another edition of Gators Chat. Everybody out there, well, this is a celebratory kind of Gators Chat coming off a huge win over Auburn. I mean, let's go, baby. I mean, there's a lot of things we could have done better on offense, maybe not turn the ball over quite so much, but a win is a win is a win against a top six opponent. I mean, yeah. you, you cannot re- – I can't iterate that enough. I can't reiterate that enough. A win is a win is a win is a win is a win. And the way Mullen has, it seems like the way he's making this team work is find a way to win. Yeah. Whatever it is. Maybe, you know, an offensive yeah. performance one week, a defensive performance, which is out of this world defensive performance that we saw this week. Grantham had it dialed up. The defenders play, came to play. The, the Swamp paid a, played a, eh. The Swamp played a major factor, obviously, in this game. And uh, Mullen asked everybody to show up. Uh, we ask people to show up every podcast, everybody out there that I could listen to, ask Gator Nation to show up, and, and you guys did it. I, I'm so glad that you did. I, I couldn't, unfortunately, be there, neither could Danforth, but we could hear it in uh, in the performance throughout the game. I mean, no matter what, I mean, from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, obviously the major different uh, changes of whether it be a interception, uh, P. Ryan's touchdown, you could just hear the level of the crowd. Just it, it was it was so impressive. I was at the LSU game last year. Everybody keeps comparing this game to that one last year. I was there, and I know how intense it was then. But the beginning of that game wasn't crazy because I mean LSU scored first, and it kind of put us out of it maybe a little bit. But this game, from everybody I talked to, I had multiple friends at the game. They said it was just it was awe inspiring. It was the way the swamp. Like Mullen said after the game. It's not the swamp of old. This is what the swamp is going to be from yeah. now on. Yeah, I mean that um, that video from the sideline of Piron with that eighty-eight yard touchdown run. The way that the crowd kind of shot up, like the volume oh, level man. shot up after he broke that last tackle. Yeah, it is almost identical to the reaction of that Brad Stewart pick. Like if you go watch both of those videos on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think I've got them booked, bookmarked, but it's literally like the same volume level. It's the same type of reaction. And it's so funny to, to like listen and watch, watching it live and then watching the sound because the decibel levels, they're always about a half second or a second behind because people are reacting to what they're mm-hmm. seeing. And it's just like breaks a tackle, half a second, boom. It's just, as he's running on the sideline, that crowd is just insane. As... As our favorite, our favorite play-by-play announcer will ever say, it's an insane asylum! Yeah, exactly. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. So, I mean, the game, I mean, we started off the game, and I don't want to say it was, I don't want to say it was luck. I mean, it was part skill. It was part just, how the hell did that just happen? But (laughs) just caught some Auburn guys on their heels, caught them out of position, bad angles, and we take 164 yards. Freddie Swain, that is, takes 164 yards from Kyle Trask. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, we kind of stall some drives in the first quarter. Auburn kicks two field goals. So at the end of the first quarter, it's 7-6. Uh, second quarter, we uh, Trask connects with Hammond on a little 13-yard drag route across the middle, turns it up, punches it in. That makes the score 14-6. And then Bo Nix, 32-yard touchdown pass to Seth Williams, brings it back to a one-point game, 14-13. to And then Evan McPherson, field goal, uh, not too long before halftime, made it 17-13. And the only score 
in the game, I'm sorry, the only score in the second half was the 88-yard touchdown run with 9.04 left in the game, making it 24-13. So, at no point did Florida trail in this one. Yeah, which is amazing. But for the longest time, it was a one-point game Mm -hmm. because it was 7-6, and then it was – um, fourteen, thirteen. Yep. So it, it it was it was a one point game, and then for the I guess for the majority of the game, Trey, it was seventeen, thirteen. From five forty nine left in the second quarter to nine oh four left in the game, it was seventeen, thirteen. Till yeah. Florida finally got the uh, checkmate with the Piran touchdown run. Hey, you you peck away, you peck away, you peck away, and eventually, even as rough as our lines had it. It pays off. I mean, your talent wins out. That was the best way to put it. I think we know what Piran can do. We've seen it multiple times from Florida State last year, taking one, you know, making just give him a hole. Give him. Auburn thought he was too slow. Like mm-hmm. we talked about week to week. Um, I, it's definitely something that's been brought up um, to him in interviews. But that's the best way to show him you ain't too slow. Yeah, and you know we talked about, or I talked about last week on the show, running out of ten personnel. Mm-hmm. That touchdown run. 10 personnel. Without a 10 personnel. So. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, there was definitely a missed block. Well, it was a partial block. I guess it's a partial Heggie block. Heggy missed the block and he bounced. The, the, so Heggy pulled and tried, and you know, he was supposed to be on that back or in the hole. And Heggy kind of, not really old lady, but kind of what we call fishtailing. He kind of fishtailed him. Turned him, yeah. And he hit Piran like pretty solid, but yeah. he just hit his legs and bounced off. Mm-hmm. And at that point, because they that that was they were on this hash, they were on the right hash, and they had quads to the left. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even like three by one or two by two. It was four by nothing. It was yeah. quads left. Trying to, a, was trying to back. get everybody everybody as far as the faster guys on that the opposite yeah. side. Yeah, and of the then field. they they yeah they went quads to the field and ran. The, the trap play, power play, back to the boundary. Mm-hmm. So he kind of had him outflanked there a no, little bit. All he had to do was kind of beat the safety, well, break a tackle on safety, which is, so someone would mention this too. I mean, this just kind of goes into, I guess, a running back room that's a smart running back room. You know you can't immediately bounce it to the outside and beat a guy with a good angle. So what P. Ryan did is kind of go at him to a degree and then make a move towards the outside to make the best play to where he could get break the tackle and be gone. Yeah. That's the best way to put that. Um, and just a little betting note here. I think that makes three games. Yeah, three games in a row now that Florida has covered. They pushed Kentucky because mm-hmm. they were eight points. Yep. So they, so they, they covered – covered. Uh, so they covered Tennessee. Towson. Townsend. And uh, Auburn. UT Martin. Yep. Yep, and then and Auburn obviously, and then yep. like you said, they they push for for Kentucky. Yep. Um, so so if, even if you're not a Florida fan and you listen <laughs> to the podcast, you yeah. might want to bet on Florida. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, so just before I don't want to get too far into LSU, but just to kind of preface this, we are a 14 point dog this week. So oh, was that thirteen? I thought it was a thirteen and a half. Is it, well, is fourteen, it, is it depending on the site. Okay, it, fourteen to thirteen and a I half. I told my boss, so, so just so yeah, yeah. Just so we're talking about non non yeah. fans. My boss this morning is the biggest betting guy I know. I mean, plays poker, um, has lost thousands of dollars. One supposedly just as much thousands of dollars. I said, if you won that much money, you wouldn't be here. Anyway, but great. Always ask me about college because he doesn't know anything about college sports. He he'll ask me like if the lines you know close. I'm like look, 
don't take what I say to the bank. I'm just telling you from my college eye what I can tell you that you don't know. And that's what I kind of give him week to week. And I came to him today and I said, I don't know if you've looked at the line of the Florida LSU game, but whether you're an LSU fan, Florida fan or not, that line should be you should be licking your chops and throwing some money on Florida. Well, I'm not. So, <laughs> well, I don't. So I told him just against the spread. I'm like, you should be picking Florida, whether we lose the game or not. Yeah, that game is not going to be a 14 point game. Get away from me with that. So I, mean, I hope not. We'll talk about our picks. Well, I mean, I kind of hope it is on the other side of it, but yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But, so we're gonna get to that as far as our picks later in the in the podcast, but. Just to go over that Auburn game as far as the defensive performance shows you when, when we needed them the most, our defense showed up. And against an upper-level opponent that we haven't faced all year, they showed up even more. So they, yeah. they weren't even a bend-don't-break defense. They were more of a, I mean, cutthroat defense. I don't well, know what you want to call it. Remember what we talked last week on the podcast about not bending as much? Yep. We and did. we also talked about has Florida been playing down? To their opponent, yeah. And yeah. It, it, it almost seems like defensively that they – that they have yeah. now offensively I think we gave them everything that we had that was our I mean we offensively we played to the best of our potential it, I feel except for against the that turnovers I, I do I agree with what you're saying except for if we can take away like two of those turnovers that are just bad turnovers well let's say that we take the sack but we just we just don't take the turnover that's been a problem the main problem I've seen of Trask yeah. is the strip sacks. Holding the ball too long. Yes. The, yeah. and, and not 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 even – I mean, yes, that. But if you're going to hold it that long, at least hold on to it when you're going down. I mean, that's probably – I think he's got four strip sacks now. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's been a little bit of an issue. And so It may be one of those things that someone was uh, brought it up to Mullen, and it's something that he said in the, in the interview as well. He said, it's just something the guy's going to have to get game experience to learn. Like, in practice, you got a red jersey on a quarterback. He doesn't get hit. Yeah. They, they blow the whistle. Yeah, but you're not absorbing that hit mm-hmm. time after time. You're not really thinking about clutching that ball, making the right last-second decision to just tuck so you don't lose it. So it's yeah. just something – I hope they, they, they kind of nail to him in practice. Like, look, you're you're making right the right decisions. You're holding the ball a little longer than we'd like. Let's not force him to make bad throws by rushing him, but tell him, hey, when that when there's a there's got to be a mental time clock in your head, and when that gets to a certain number, you've got to either kind of make a quick little head swivel, move around a pocket a little bit, or make a decision to, to do something. Well, that's not crucifying because he hadn't had that mental time clock in like eight years. So. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. No, no, I know, I know. No, I'm just, not. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. That's um, just kind of the thing I would think to work on yeah. most. LSU's not going to have the defensive line that Auburn did by any means. But Auburn didn't have to blitz that much to get the kind of pressure that was yeah. on Trash. We've been a pretty good pass protecting team. Let me ask you. The, oh, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. But what I was going to say is LSU's got a defensive-minded guy at the defensive quarter over there that's going to – he's going to blitz a little differently and, and be a little better with his schemes, I think, yeah. on that side. Yeah. Well, before, Rand, Rand well, is just that before, kind of guy. Before we get too far into LSU, what went through your head when Trask went down? Like, what would you, what was your initial thought on what his injury was? Because I honestly oh. thought that it was – I thought that it was either a MCL tear uh-huh. – or I thought it was actually like a high uh, shin bone break, Ooh. the way that it folded. Yeah. So what was your initial thought to the injury? Then we'll get to your initial thought when Emory comes in. So my initial thought was 
Oh, shoot. Now, I didn't really think about what the injury was. My idea was we've got one quarterback, one scholarship quarterback on the roster at this point. Because I, I didn't go to— And then you're to Luke Matthews. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't go to as far as what exactly the injury was, but just watching the replay, I'm like, it ain't good. Whether, even if it's a MCL sprain mm. or, or even just a, a slight tear, whatever, just from watching it, I was like, it's, it's, he's out for the game and, and, and a bit longer. So we've, yeah. got, we've got Emery. And then now we'll, we'll go into more of what we think, but that's just my initial reaction. Yeah. I was like, oh, sh- one scholarship quarterback. That, that was kind and of. And it like, wasn't like I was I was scared that Emory was coming. I was like, oh, no, Emory's coming. I wasn't upset at that. It's just like, now all we have is Emory. Yeah. So they're going to pressure the crap out of him. And yeah. if he goes down, like you said, what do we have left? Yeah, well, I mean, we've got uh, Luke Matthews, who's the you know, preferred walk on Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews' son, excuse freshman, me. Freshman, true freshman. But true, yeah, true freshman. I'm sure he's going to red shirt. But I mean, yeah, I. I I thought that after I thought, you know, kind of ran through my head what the injury might be, I I was like, okay, now we're down to Emory. It's a morning wig situation. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, so, and not comparing Emory to morning wig, no, just that it's the last scholarship quarterback. So, yeah. So then Emory comes in, leads a drive. That's the field. That we kicked a field goal on that drive. Mm-hmm. And then Trask comes trotting back in the game I'm like well uh, first he trotted back on the sideline yeah and, and I'm like what wait what and he had a brace on yeah but I'm like wait a second and then they have him go in again makes it you know does well on that drive does, does well enough and then when they trot him back out there you're just like I guess Trask is okay yeah Cortisone shot and all. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, you, you could see he was favoring it a little bit when he uh, in his drop back. Step, did you see him stepping into throws? Was definitely definitely yeah. different. Um, but I, I'm guessing he's. I mean, I'm sure he's sore. But I, from everything I've seen, he's 100. percent No questions asked. He's good to go for this yeah, week. They, so I, I saw Mullen say something. They're just going to uh, assess him day by day. But they didn't really give an exact percentage. You know, sometimes. They go, well, he's 70%, he's 80%. They just kind of said, well, we're going to take it day by day, but right now he's feeling pretty good, so it looks like he'll be good for the game. That's about all I heard, but we'll yeah. see. Um, oh, and, and uh, just a side injury note, uh, Zuninga didn't play, mm-hmm. and we all all thoughts were he was going to play this game. They were saying that he wasn't 100%. They said if they had to keep him out, they were going to try to keep him out because they, you know, you'd need him for this next game. And all signs point to him being 100% or close to it for yeah. this game. And yeah, he was we'll dressed, yeah. but he didn't play. Exactly. So I think if they would have got in a situation where they felt like they had to have him, he would have went out. Exactly. Um, but final thoughts on Auburn. Um, Shout out to Zach Carter for taking up the slack on that, though. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, my well, fi- I'm sorry, Zach Carter and Jeremiah Moon. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts on Auburn um, – I, they're they're a really good team. I, I I think that they hadn't played a defense uh, as good as ours. I feel like our secondary took the next step. I feel like we've been solid in the run game, but I feel like our secondary took the next step this past week. However, we will see if that holds true this Saturday really night. We're going to be tested a lot more. Yeah. So before I get too far to that, I just quick quick another little side note on that. Did you see it was the very first time, and I didn't even realize this until right before the game when they announced it, it was the first time that Wilson and Henderson have started together in an SEC game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Um, like, that's a, that's kind of a big deal. Like, to yeah. think about how 
good each one of them is individually, but how much they haven't really played together consistently. Yeah. And I think that that goes to a lot of you know what you're what you're talking about, like how well that that defense performed and how that secondary performed. Yeah, but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. But yeah, but back to you know my final thoughts on Auburn. Like I said, they're a really good football team, um, and you know, like I just said, I feel like our secondary took a next step this week. We'll see if that holds true this Saturday night in Death Valley. Also, I, I want to say this: like, you know, people are still talking about the offense and stuff like that on social media. Like, that's that's what we are. Like, we're a like a twenty-four point offense in SEC play. I feel against these, you know, top 10 teams. Like, I feel like that's who we are. People need to just accept that. Like, we're – that's going to be about where we're at every week, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you take away the, the P. Ryan – obviously, it's not luck, but if you take away the one big play by P. Ryan, the longest run of his career, it's a 17-13 game. Mm-hmm. I mean that's still respectable. What people are people still find a way to complain about the offense, even after you beat a top ten team. Like the run game isn't there. Accept it. You take. We had 132 yards rushing, and that was good. Yeah, for what we've 132 yards. SEC, top SEC opponent. Yeah, 132 yards. But like I said, you take away the one big play. It's a lot less. And it's at you know whatever 32 plus 12, 44 yards rushing. It, minus that one play. Like, folks, we are that's not who we are this year. Mm-hmm. But if we're winning games, what the hell does it matter? Compare I, the best way to, to think about it is, guys, compare it to Muschamp's year when he went 11 and 1. Yeah. But except in the, the only difference I would say is we had an inept offense back then. I don't think we have an inept offense. We just have, don't have a high scoring offense. Yeah. You still no. have Mullen at the helm. Yeah. He's making good decisions with what he has. Yeah, we have great yards per play. I mean, you know, we don't have a lot of negative plays in the run game. They're just not very positive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I offense is beyond serviceable. It's it's exceptional. Yeah. Defense played defense was great. Offense was exceptional. That wins ball games. Okay. I, I would say that this is a coming out party for Grantham after that contract. I'd say that this is what you paid him for. Like, yeah. For, paid him not to go to the league for. And yeah. people are realizing, I think, I saw a lot of Twitter kind of talk about, oh, we do we overpay? Like, I mean, third and Grantham, you know, he, he he's done this. He, he's always a bounce around guy and he's had, had a good year, get paid, and he's not that good. This guy's good. I mean, another thing I saw in an interview that they were talking about with him, this was the offseason, but they asked him, like, where, where do you get your uh, defensive philosophy from? And he goes, well, I mean, I've learned it over the years. I, I, I had, you know, I had one way of, of thinking at, at some point, but when I went to the league, when I went to the NFL and watched the, the Patriots play, like, Peyton Manning. So Peyton Manning, I mean, in all aspects, is one of the best – check guys like I mean he checked everything at the line mm-hmm. if he needed an audible he audibled whatever he could read the defense he would do he was a master and he goes well but he always struggled against the Patriots defense and he goes I really paid attention to that like one of the best quarterbacks in the league if not the best in the league struggles why because they disguised their pressure their pressure was always disguised it wasn't something he could just pick out and it, when you check out the mic the mic's coming down it's an obvious blitz mm-hmm. it's easy to check 
but disguising your pressure has gotten better and better from Grantham. It's not just like, oh, it's third down, let's send everybody yeah. and hope for the best. That's yeah. not what he's doing, and he yeah. hasn't done that for some time. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say about Auburn is I've never seen that much emotion out of Gus Malzahn on the sidelines. Like, after, what like... Was it, what would they call that? The... Sur- the the upside down surrender scorpion or something yeah. when he goes down on, yeah. the, on the ground and just him you know the way he was yelling and, and screaming I've, I've never seen and I like Gus I've just I've never seen that much emotion well, out of him during the game I mean look at him typically even in um, you know all the Alabama games he's played against Alabama and lost or been close with he's typically a pretty calm and collected guy yeah I, I think it was just that Steiner interception was just he was obviously there but I guess not there in Bo Nix's eyes at the same time. Yeah. He's dealing with it. That was when Bo Nix's freshman status showed the, the, the shine through, I think. It, it plays like that. Yeah. Where multiple times he was just making a rush decision because it's like that pressure is in his mind all day. Yeah. All day. So my final thoughts, Florida versus Auburn. I told you so. <laughs> I mean, not just me. And it's not just me. Uh, Danforth called a win. Bailey called a win. I called a win. We called it a little, probably a little closer than it was. But for all the Gator haters out there, the doubters and, and, and everything, you know, not talking about this next week. We'll get into that in a minute. Maybe that's a different week, a different game, a different team. But coming in, we didn't stand a chance. By so many people, didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And I think that this really, really shows how good of a coach Mullen is and his staff has become and is for us. Uh, that's really all I have to say. That's, that's game. Yeah. That's great game planning. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Thank you for the thank you to the swamp. Big time. Big big, big time. Congrats to you fans. Yeah. Pat on your shout back. out. So moving on to LSU. So apparently I look like uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I, I didn't know this. I didn't realize uh, that My- I did because I was going to talk a lot of mad shit um, about the guy because I don't like him. I don't like the way he acts or looks or talks. I don't think I talk like him at all. Yeah, it was funny. Like right him, right as I was about to do the lead-in to LSU, my buddy texted me and said, why does Trey look like Joe Burrow? Um, but yeah, the, the funny thing about this LSU game, and I guess that's just a part of being in the SEC, last week was the biggest game of the season so far. And now guess what? This week, the biggest game. It's the biggest game of the season so far, and I know. And it's not even the end of the season. And, and, and I know most game. coaches. I know most coaches look at oh, you know, coach talk all every. The next game's most important game of the season. Okay, but from a fan standpoint, no, this is not coach talk. Auburn was the most important game of the season so far. Now we got by them. Now LSU's the most important game of the season, and then after that, we all know what it's going to be. It's going to be Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, initial thoughts going into LSU were a fourteen point underdog. And according to the Does ES- Vegas know something I don't know? Does Vegas know something? Some, there's something I don't know. Apparently. Well, you've been saying, you've been agreeing with, every week we get on the show and you're like, Vegas knows something. They, well, week, they, well, supposedly they, yeah. they seem to. Well, but not this week. I'm not agreeing with Vegas this week at all. Listen, the ESPN FPI, did you see that? 76%? 76%. Yeah, I did see it, obviously. 76%. <laughs> that, I pay attention. That's I, insane. Just well, like I, just I like Michael P. Ryan calling out a, a writer, he was like, look, I don't I don't quote on, on things on social media, but I, I pay attention. Yeah. I, I see all. I see everything. I mean, I, I don't want to say that's in, that's insane. The, 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 well, I don't know. I felt like it. I felt like it would be high, but I didn't think it would be over seven. Do you know where I think it comes from? This is my non-biased opinion of where it comes from. I think it's that 
Florida's already kind of overreached what a lot of people thought they would do mm-hmm. so far. They beat a team they didn't think they would beat from last week. They don't see them doing it again. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of the percentage comes from and maybe some of the betting odds come from. LSU's obviously having a... Hey, well, ESP, ESPN. What was that? Right there, What's hear, going on, baby? See, right there, they're wa- the government's watching us. They hear us talking. I told you, Dan Forth. So they know something we don't know. They're listening. <laughs> anyway, but I think that comes from over expectations to what what we've seen um, from Florida so far. I, I, I mean, maybe the fans expect it, but it's a national perspective and what the media is kind of looking at in overall. Um, I mean, I think a lot of, from what I remember seeing from a lot of guys from ESPN and things like that, three three losses on the season for Florida with a lot of people going like around three losses. Yeah, I think I had to say eight, eight and four, nine and three. So you've got to factor that in at some point. I mean, yeah. losses got to come somewhere. You beat a team you weren't supposed to beat supposedly this this past week. Well, now a team comes to town with a high-powered offense, one of the best in the league, better than they've ever been, plus a really pretty good defense. It's at home for them. It's in Baton Rouge. That's I think that's where it's coming from. It's it's more so the overall outlook of the season, not so much this game. We're kind of we're focused with a microscope on this game right now, and everybody's like, "Well, why is everybody picking LSU?" I, I think that's why, uh, just to give you some perspective. Yeah, and I mean, they're off to like the hottest start in SEC history offensively. I mean, like they've been setting the world on fire. Um, I rattle off some stats here. Trey's brother, Joe Burrow. Oh, my God. Don't do that. 127 of 162, so a a 78.4 completion percentage. 1,864 yards, 22 touchdowns, three interceptions. So, he's uh, he's been getting after it. Um, My brother's pretty good, is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, I don't even know. I ain't watched LSU much this year. Piss on them. Uh, 65 <laughs> attempts, 360 yards, five touchdowns. That's their leading rusher. Their leading receiver, Justin Jefferson, 30 receptions, 547 yards, seven touchdowns. So with the running backs as well, another little side note, they've made a lot of their runs and long runs from yards after contact. They're – I forgot what it was. It's mostly from broken tackles. They were talking about the yards after contact is one of the highest in the league with their running backs. So a lot of that's us getting there and wrapping up once we get there. If we play like we did against Auburn and we make great tackles in the open field and when we're supposed to, I think we're fine. We just cannot go back to the defense we've seen Florida do in the past in this season. We've had a lot of missed tackles. Yeah. We saw in the HBO special where Dan Dan Mullen was pretty upset at halftime, you know, of I think it was a Townsend game where we were missing tackles and yeah. just going after Grantham, like, come on, we gotta get this fixed. Yeah. Gotta show up, gotta make tackles. Yeah, so I mean whew, I I mean I, just it's this is one of those where it's like, okay, Florida has arguably the best d- they have probably I don't even know statistically, but what a top five defense in the nation. Well, LSU, like we just said, is off to the hottest start in SEC history offensively. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. Okay, are are both of these teams gonna kind of limit each other? Is the Florida defense gonna gonna you know limit LSU? LSU's still gonna score. A respectable amount of points, but not nothing like what they've been getting. Or is it going to be one of those games where either the Florida defense 
completely shuts down the LSU offense or the LSU offense completely shuts down the Florida defense and it's just bombs over Baghdad, Burrow taking the top off. I mean, it, it, it's one of those. It's gonna. I think it's either going to be a close game, like close, like seven or less. Like closest game we've had this season. Or it's going to be a blowout. I don't think there's an in-between. It's going to be an LSU blowout or it's going to be – Florida in a in a in a just pinch, a barn a burner. Yes, yes. I don't think there's any in between. McPherson making a last second field goal. Yeah, I, and, and so I think that you know, like I said, the spread's fourteen LSU. I don't see LSU winning this thing. You know, thirty one seventeen, which would push the spread. I see them it being like a a thirty one like seven if they're going to blow us out. If it's going to be a close one, I see it being like a 27-24 thing, you know, yeah. somebody edging one out. Yeah. Right there. So, what do you what do you initial thoughts coming into LSU? I think that we've got to play what game what the game plan. It's it's I'm sorry. We've got to stick to the game plan. Whatever Mullen comes out with, I've learned the more and more I've watched this team and kind of even going into last year, some of the games that we we played and we lost in, that we played and we played poorly in, the game plan was mostly there. Yeah, I mean, like the Tommy Townsend, uh, the fake punt was seemed like at a weird time. But overall, I've trusted the game plan. And when they, when they do that and we play good ball, we win the game. I mean... We're four and one right now. Since Mullen's taken over, we're four and one versus ranked opponents. Mm-hmm. We only lost one. That was to Georgia last year. The game plan was there last year. We had a touchdown in the opening drive that we just overthrew the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's it's he takes shots when he can, and that's like a game like this. That's what it's going to be. I, I yeah. think crowd noise, Baton Rouge at eight to eight p.m. That the first thing I kept looking for. Um, two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago when this game got the announced? time slot? Time slot. It's the first thing I kept looking at. Yep. Is it going to be nighttime in Baton Rouge? Yep. So my initial thoughts are, got to handle that first quarter. Yeah. Whatever that first quarter throws at us, we got we got to get through it. Don't don't get, don't dig don't yourself, flinch. Don't dig yourselves in such a hole where our our offense literally like we just talked about being a them being a you know a twenty four point again games like this. 24-point kind of offense, 21-point kind of offense. Don't dig yourself in such a hole in the first quarter that your offense literally isn't capable of climbing out of it because that's just not who we are. Hashtag don't you know flinch, what? baby. Yeah. Um, so let's let's just kind of run through some of LSU's scores this year. Mm-hmm. They beat Georgia Southern 55-3. to Their closest game was the second game of the season. They beat Texas 45-38. That game at that point in the season was number six versus number nine. LSU beats Northwestern State 65-14. LSU beats Vanderbilt 66-38. And then this past weekend, they beat Utah State 42-6. Now, let's look at this. They played number nine, Texas, who put 38 on them, and unranked God knows what their record is Vanderbilt uh, not also, good also hung 38 on them mm-hmm. so Vanderbilt is 1-4 and four. 
had to look at look at it real quick. I couldn't remember if they had won yet. Yeah, they or beat not. some FCS team. No, it was Northern Illinois. Oh, it was I, an IU. I, yeah. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so, so thirty eight points. That's what. So I saw somebody today in Gator Nation Kingdom say. I am not worried about LSU's defense. Vandy put up 38 on them, and so did Texas. And I'm like, so that's a that's a product of how you're running an offense. So they're running a lot of. I saw this too, not in the Utah game, but in every game that they've blown opponents out in, mm. they have like a two. It's like their two minute offense. They're scoring in, in two to three minute drives. Yeah. Then the Utah game, they score. They it's like they kind of tried to slow it down a bit and go to about a four-minute drive average or something like that, and then their defense held up a lot better. So if you can keep your defense fresh, it makes a difference. I mean, I think Mullen understands that, too. We, we tend to we tend to have longer drives, if possible. Yeah. Because we know we're going to rely on that defense. Yeah, so like the Vandy game, it was 38-17 at half. And then going into the fourth, it was 59-31. It ended up being 66-38. So... I, I don't know, man. I, what is your – how do you feel about the Florida offense? And this will kind of lead into – we're not going to do picks yet, but this mm-hmm. will kind of give us a hint of where you're going with your pick. How many points do you think Florida's offense puts up on LSU? Well, man, you can just kind of leave me in what I'm, I'm picking us. No, no, no. I, I said don't – I said don't – I said this will kind of hint to your pick saying. in a little bit. Yeah. But just give us roughly. I think we score between. Give, give me, give a, give us a range. Yeah, give that's us a what range. I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a range. I think we score in between 21 and 28 points. I think we're in the 20s. So Florida's offense hangs up 21 to 28, 28 points. Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. Okay. I will go. So it's a seven point margin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. I agree. I, I was going to say 24, but since we're given a range, yeah, 21, 28, I was going to say 24. Um, and not to piggyback off of last week, but I just see us being a, you know, maybe a three touchdown and a field goal. I would love for it to be 28. Hell, I'd love for it to be 88. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we all want what we want, but yeah. that, that ain't just going to happen. Yeah. So, biggest concern offensively for LSU. And biggest concern defensively, LSU. Give me both, and I'll give you both of mine. What I'm concerned with, what their defense can do to us, mm-hmm. and uh, what they're their secondary. Offense. Okay, for sure. I mean, that's kind of an obvious thing. They they claim DBU like we claim DBU, mm-hmm. and they've got the studs back there. But I will say they're down some guys. Yeah, they've got some injuries across the defense, but especially in the secondary, they've got some highly touted guys, but some inexperience is definitely back there. But no matter what, I think they're well coached in the secondary as always, and there's some talent there. So that's going to be their front. Their front seven is not what Auburn's front seven was last week. So that doesn't scare me as much. If you can get pressure, I think Aranda scares me. Let's just say that the secondary and Aranda together with some mixed pressures, to they kind of see what Trask does poorly by holding on the ball, make him make some mistakes. He doesn't do that too much, but either those fumbles coming up, or possibly make a throw that you shouldn't throw in those those talented DBs can make plays. Okay. What about LSU's offense? LSU's offense scares me through the air. Um, mm-hmm. Running the ball, they definitely have some talent, but it's not like the Fournette offenses of old, Darius Geises of old. They don't have that guy. There's not that, that guy you're just, oh, my God, if he gets the ball and, get, and breaks one tackle, it's over. Yeah. There's definitely some talent, but I think we're a – we're becoming a better tackling team, and we play the run very well. Yeah. We're, we're solid on the run. Grantham's got a good, good, solid defense for that. 
I worry about our secondary, not so much because I think our secondary is bad. I think we have one of the best ones in the league. But when you get tested time and time again, when you're putting the ball in the air as much as LSU is, you're going to get beat at some point. You're, you're good, a well-placed ball, the talent that the receivers have, the LSU's receivers, I think that's, what make, that's what's making Joe Burrow look so good. I don't think it's Joe Burrow himself always. It's a lot of the talent he's got, the four guys out there making plays at yeah. the receiver position. So you're going to look at me funny when I say this. Do you know what scares me the most by LSU's defense? I have no idea. Kyle Trask. <laughs> Do you want to know why? He holds the ball too long. No. Kyle Trask, first road start. First road start. And I know that Baton Rouge is a whole other land. That's Kentucky, what I'm talking about. Kentucky was. But he came in He came in in Kentucky. When, they're, when we're down. I get that. But it's different when you're starting. I get that. Yes. And also, Kentucky's cheeks. Like, we've seen who yeah. they lost to. Like, they're straight cheeks. <laughs> and they're, and they're let's just be honest, their crowd ain't nothing like a Baton Rouge yes. crowd. No, no. It's 8 o'clock kickoff, correct? Correct. Son, at 7.55 when they crank the guard. There's some drunk up, Cajuns ready hey, to go. They are, listen, they are three bowls of jambalaya deep, <laughs> a bowl of gumbo. Then they walked to the tailgate next to them, and they had a low country bowl going on. What happened, the reason they walked over there wasn't just they were full. They were out of alcohol there. They had to go find some more. Exactly. I'm telling you right now, at about 7.55, when they cranked the Garth Brooks on, calling Baton Rouge, (laughs) you ain't going to be able to hear yourself think in that place. So, when I said that, Kyle Trask, it's not that I think Trask isn't capable. It's how does he handle... This first road start. We don't know. It's we don't. Yeah, we yeah. don't know how he's gonna handle his first road start. And hey, get, get on, get on, get on out there, boy. I mean, your first road start is at Baton Rouge. Good, good luck at night. I mean, that, that's. I mean, that's like he's running out there on the field. And you slap him on the ass. Get on out there, boy. Like that's that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, let's see what you got. <laughs> so, and then offensively, I'm gonna go a little bit different than you. And what's going to scare – what's – I should say uh, scares me. What most concerns me about LSU's offense is the fact that I feel like that LSU's run game is better than Auburn's run game. Hmm. Now, our DBs are better than any DBs that they have played. So, if we are locked up, like we are – you know, we are, we are kind of – Shutting Burrow down, holding the receivers to uh, you know minimal gains. We're not giving up. We're not giving up a lot through the air. I worry that they try to lay on us and, and just ground and pound us if they if they're not getting what they want through the air. You we'll see, what I'm but I, I just don't see it. Only because it's just not something they've done all year um, with the new with this new offensive coordinator, the new offensive look. Not that they can't do. It. I'm not saying they can't do it. But it's yeah. not something they just they're not I haven't leaned on it yet. Obviously, hey, you haven't done something yet, it's a surprise. So if they start leaning on the running game, that'd be something we haven't seen from them. Yeah. And the defense isn't really prepared for. But I just well, well, I mean, they'll be prepared for. I just don't feel like we're as good in the run game as we are in a pass game. And I just don't I mean, they might come out and I mean they're they're gonna throw it. They they've been setting a world on fire through the air. But like I said, if 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 we're holding our own through the air, 
then I think they're going to come back to the run, and then we're going to see how good we are. Our front seven is going to be tested if we're clamping up, you know, clamping up the receivers. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So not that I feel like that's their biggest threat, but I feel like our DBs, since they, like I mentioned earlier, since they did have a coming out party against Auburn, I feel that the LSU, you know, their 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 game plan might adjust a little bit. Number one scoring defense versus the number one scoring offense in the SEC right now. Yeah, that's what we're. That's what we're. It's it's literally power against power. Like it's it, it, it's good on good. Good on good. Strength iron sharpens iron. <laughs> I, you can't ask for a better matchup. I don't care if you're a Gator fan, LSU fan, or fan of college football, or you just watch football every once in a while. You can't ask for a better matchup. It's the best offense you can think of. Offensive minded. Guys versus defense. And you wouldn't think that with Mullen. You'd think Mullen might be the best offense versus the best defense of LSU. It's, that's what's so crazy about looking at head coach versus head coach. Yeah. When yeah. you look at Ogeron versus Mullen, you would think, okay, if we're saying this is the best defense versus the best offense in the SEC, it's going to be Mullen's offense, Ogeron's defense. Or his defense coordinator, Rando, especially with Rando being the defense coordinator, you're thinking that's going to be it. But it's flopped. Like, yeah. I mean, who would have thought? This isn't... Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? This isn't Muschamp's Gators <laughs> yeah. with the best defense. This is Mullen's Gators with the best defense. Yeah. It's, ins- it's insane. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, All right, Trey, so here we go. We're almost to picks, folks. We're almost to predictions. Trey, give me your CBS. Da-da-da. Keys to the game. Yeah. I can't do that. Those are supposed to be keys. <laughs> um, anyway, so keys to the game for Florida on offense. Keys to the game are... Give Trask enough time to make those decisions. Because when he makes decisions and he has time, he makes good decisions. Use these receivers wisely. We're not going to have – what we talked about earlier. We're not going to have a running game that just 150 yards a game. Don't expect it. If it happens, be happy. But it's not going to happen expectedly, especially against SEC opponents. Give Trask time. Protect him. Give him time to make the right decision. On defense, our defense – has to force Joe Burrow to make bad decisions. We we did it last year, and he hasn't had to do that this year so far. So whatever kind of Grantham pressure we want to dial up, whatever kind of D-line, uh, whatever Turner, I, I saw a couple of D-line, Kyrie Campbell was talking about it today. He said the one thing that uh, new coach Turner, uh, Mike Turner, what is it? I can't remember his, his first name, but Turner has brought in a new D-line coach has fundamentals, has brought back fundamentals, and that's they asked him, why is, the, why is the defensive line getting much more pressure this year than it did last year? Almost the same D-line, the fundamentals, and plus, plus Grenard. Yeah. He's, a, he's an All-American, and we've got Zuniga coming back. But whether however we get that pressure, we've got to do it, make him make that bad decision, and make our defensive backs look good. We've been doing well at doing that and helping us create a lot of turnovers. We're going to have to do that again, big time. So... I agree with everything you said. My keys to the game. You can yell at me. You can say that's a stupid decision. No, no, no. I, I agree with everything you said. I'm going to go a little bit different route. Um, Damn keys, to the, keys game, to the game. Keys to the game for Florida's defense. Do not get – do not – how do I say this? Don't get too caught up in the burrow hype. That we forget that they got a little bit of a running game too. Hmm. Do not let their the thing that they like to do second. They like to throw first, run second. Do not let the thing that they like to do second beat you. You see what I'm saying? You're, I like, think I feel like I know I definitely understand. What you're yeah, saying. I think you're almost saying, all right. Well, what we want to do is 
we're going to lock up their ones versus our ones. It's man coverage. You can't beat us. But when you go into man coverage, what does it do in the run game? Your backs go to the ball. Mm. Your backs to the ball. You're focused on that receiver. Yeah. You drop back or whatever drop yeah, back which, you're going to have. Yeah, which I mean, I don't think it'll be a lot of man and stuff. I mean, it'll, Grantham's so good at mixing and matching. Yeah. I just don't want us to, like I said, if they're going to beat us, make them. I know a lot of people will say, oh, they're really good in the pass game. Make them beat you on the ground. No, 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 no. Let's clamp them up. And then let's not get beat by what they like to do second. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Florida, offensively, get what you can on the ground. Get what you can. Last week, we we tried here and there. We tried here and there. And then we busted one. Sometimes it only takes one. Yeah. Game changer. You bust one. Just... Get what you can. Don't run it so much to where you're you're beating a dead horse, you know, running up the offensive lineman's ass. Mm-hmm. One yard, one and a half yards. Get what you can. When you think you have a good run play called, we've got to – like, when you feel like, okay, if I call this right now, we've got them. You know, we've got them for at least a five-yard game. Yeah. Get what you can. You know, Make it makes it easier on the rest of the offense. Yes, that. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't expect us to rush for 150. If we rush for 150, it should be a win. But yeah, get what you can in a run game because everybody watching the game in the stadium and on TV knows that we've got to throw it to win it. Yeah, they know that. So get what you can on the ground. Yeah, I like that. That's a good call. Be, that. be to, to to sum it up better. Be efficient on the ground. When you call run plays, make sure I when I know Mullen's gonna do this, obviously. He's a hell of a lot smarter than I am. But Mullen's gonna Mullen needs to be and is going to be very strategic in his run play calls. Mm-hmm. He will use the pass to set up the runs that he thinks, okay, I can get four on this one and make it second and six. Yeah, because that's four yards doesn't sound like a lot, but that's huge. Yes. For that next down. Yes. So I that that that's that's what I would say. I like that. I like good keys. Those are good keys to the game. Yeah. And we have different keys, but so like you said you agree with all my keys. I, I agree with all your keys. Yeah. yeah. Now if we can put those keys together, you turn a lock, open the door. Yeah. To a win. Yeah. But that comes down to predictions. Yeah. And now we're going to do some predicting. So we're going to go with who was closest last week. So me and Bailey actually tied. We, you know, we're both eight points total off the actual score. Mm-hmm. Of each okay. Team. That's where we're doing, just so everybody knows. Yeah. We're not doing like a, just a different score. Yeah. What the, what the difference was between our score prediction versus what actually happened. We're doing like Florida score. And the difference between what we predicted what and then what actually happened and then the opposite team score and then adding those differences together to get our total difference. Yep. So Bailey had 17-14, and the score was obviously 24-13. And then I had Florida over Auburn 24-21. So I was also eight points off. Mm-hmm. So I'll go first this week. I'll lead it off. And then I'll give Bailey score predictions since she's not here. Give me and another slobber knocker and another <laughs> tight one and another one where you can't sit down. <laughs> Florida goes in to Baton Rouge on a Saturday night, college game day, 
and Florida scores 28 points. Oh. The LSU Tigers, 24. Oh, okay. That's I didn't expect that, honestly. Didn't expect that. No, that's a, that is from the blind side. I will say that was just, just from everything we talked about before the podcast, this is beginning of the season, everything, I did not expect Danforth to, to, to lay that on me. I... I hope that's what the score is. You're hopefully I, optimistic. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I think, you know, after everything we talked about today, I don't think their front seven is as good as Auburn, which I don't, I think, I don't think anybody would say that they are. Their offense is better, but they haven't played a defense as good as ours. Like you said, it's the number one offense in the league versus the number one defense in the league. I think we come out on top of that. I do think they score 24 points offensively, but if we can hold them to to that much, to that much, I think we find a way to get 28. It might not all come offensive, but I think we find a way to get 28 points. Mm-hmm. So I have Bailey's score prediction, and Bailey says give her – in Baton Rouge on Saturday night, 8 p.m. Late. The Florida Gators, 21. The LSU Tigers, 28. Oh. Oh. Really? Bailey's going to call a loss. Mm hmm. So 28 21. Yep. It's a standard score. I, I can see that. Her reasoning was this is a West game. She, she's just saying she, we can take she, we can take the law. She we can take the law. She she's saying that, you know, other than Georgia, this is the biggest game that you know, the the the, the toughest competition we're gonna play. Mm-hmm. And and she's saying it's better for us to, if we're gonna drop one to drop it now and Ha, kind of drop have, it early to a West drop, team. Drop it early to a West team rather rather than drop it late to Georgia, and then we're completely out of it because I'm pretty sure Georgia's going to go undefeated in these. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Trey, give us yours. All right. So again, yours was your score prediction. Mine was Florida 28, LSU 24. Hmm. 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 And Bailey's was 28, 21, LSU. Yep. LSU wins. So, all of our scores are going to be pretty close again. I, I feel like we know this team pretty well. But I think Coach Joe, they're going to come in. They're going to get that team riled up real good. And they're going to they're gonna score like 31 points. And that, that's, not what, uh, that's not what we can handle too well. We don't, we don't do 30 points. We don't, we don't score 30 points too often. It's, it's, it's <laughs> so, with that being said... Sunshine Pumper is going to pump the brakes for one time this season. This is the only time you're going to hear me pump anything. Pump it down a notch. So pump them brakes for the fans. We're going to lose this one. Uh, it's okay. Take a breath. Your team is doing well. This is hard for me. You don't know how hard it is for me to say. Trey's about to cry. Before, we go, before going into a game that we're going to lose it. But I think LSU scores 31 points. We muster 28 which is good against an LSU team who is pretty good on defense. Not great, but pretty good. Still allow 28 points for us. They've allowed other people to score. But I just think the crowd, the time, 
and the way LSU's offense is 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 going, we we won't take a loss. First loss of the season. Yeah, Gojo, I mean, Gojo, I, Gojo, I, I don't I don't think that's you know out of this world. People might be pissed about it, but it, I mean, I think that's pretty realistic. Um, I would rather you be pissed and mad at me after we win the game, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll take any backlash we can. But I said at the beginning of the season, so I was thinking about this all day today. All right, well, I had us – this is how I had us. I had us at two losses for the whole season. I'm almost positive if, mm-hmm. if I'm reckon, reckoning back. And I don't remember if I did – what I said as far as two losses, as far as when we'd get them. One's got to come sometime. So this is my thought process, Gator Nation. We're going – there's not a, quite a midway point, but this is going to be my update on my final prediction of the season. We lose this game, and a close one. This isn't the game I want to win more than anything in the world. This isn't the one. There's a game two weeks from now that I have to win. Mm-hmm. My heart and soul depends on it. Yep. I think we win versus Georgia. We win out for the rest of the season. Well, there's our one loss. That means we make it to the SEC championship game. If all else fails, and, and my, I guess if there's a tiebreaker, it may go to Georgia. We'll see. But we make it the SEC title game is my hopes. We lose to LSU or Alabama. I'm going to say Alabama. There's our second loss. We go to the bowl game and win it. There's yeah. your two loss. There's your two loss for the team, and that's something you should be proud of, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, there's our score predictions. We're gonna um, eat some jambalaya Saturday night and, and watch watch the Gators take on the Tigers. So uh, appreciate everybody for listening. In. Make sure you're following on Twitter at Gators Chat, liking, reviewing, on or rating and reviewing, I should say, on Apple podcast and you can also find us on spotify and soundcloud so for my better half bailey who is in class again tonight and for my man mr trey tally you know it you know it by the way shout out to affordable screen printing and embroidery love you guys appreciate you guys call them up message them whatever like them on facebook do it do it now we'll see y'all next week and we'll uh, hopefully be discussing the gators being seven and up i apologize in advance for my loss that I am giving Gator Nation. Forgive me. But hey, the oppor- the best thing about being 6-0 is the opportunity to go 7-0. The we opportunity's got the op- there. The, we got the opportunity, and that's on Saturday night. And guess what? The opportunity is all you can ask for. Hey, so Go Gators, baby. God bless and go Gators. Go Gators.